You're listening to Your Credit Today with your host, Angela Setters-Bissard, sponsored by Conquer Credit Management. Hey, hey, friends. Thank you so much for coming to the show. This is Angela Setters-Bissard, your host, and I'm excited to share my wealth of information with you. Thank you so much for coming back. And today we are going to be talking about a great subject, why is my credit an investment tool to build wealth? Ah, that is such a good question in today's market because as we see the market fluctuate and change, there's gonna be a lot of investors out there saying, hey, you know what? I wanna buy a business. Oh, I wanna buy a home. Well, what's the main thing that are gonna drive those investments is your credit history. And so today I'm gonna be talking about why your credit is an investment tool to build wealth. And how do we build wealth in the U.S.? Through real estate or through having cash flow properties like really good businesses that have a lot of cash flow in them. (laughs) And in order to do that, which we'll talk about at another show, you'll see me like, you know, stopping dimes all the time talking about other shows because I want to get you to come back to the shows and listen to all of the content that we have. But There's two different types of credit. You have business credit and consumer credit. So today we're gonna keep focused on consumer credit because let's take our clients that are looking to buy a home or let's take clients that already have a home and have equity in that home that they wanna pull out because they wanna take that equity and then invest it into another piece of property. So that's a really, really good thing to do. And this is why we call credit an investment tool. So we talked about in our last show how important it is to monitor your credit, to make sure that your FICO score is always in a strong position. Banks and financial institutions have one thing that they value over a lot of other things, and that is your FICO score. There are three main elements that a bank is going to look at. That's going to be your cash in the bank, uh, your tax returns, and your credit history. Most of the banks and financial institutions want to see you have anywhere between a 680 to a 760 FICO score. Now, it's also going to be predicated on the type of loan that you're getting and how much money you are borrowing. But again, going back to our topic today, why my credit is an investment tool to build wealth and why it's so important to maintain and monitor that is that when it comes to that time when you want to invest in a piece of property or you want to get a loan, I just said that there's three main things that drive the bank to give you that money. And that is, once again, cash in the bank, your credit, and your tax returns. So friends, I would always tell you that it's really important to have a monitoring site that you go to on a daily or a monthly basis. There are a lot of these companies out there. I'm not going to say any of the companies because there are hundreds of them out there. And there are some really good apps out there that you can utilize. But you want to make sure that before you go for this transaction, this investment that you're going to make, that your FICO score is in a really good position. Now, it's important to know and understand that there are three types of scoring systems. You have consumer credit scores. You have financial credit scores, and you have auto credit scores. So when you are pulling your information online from one of these online companies or even from one of the three major credit bureaus, you have to understand that the score that you are getting is called a consumer credit score. 
it's going to be vastly different than what a bank or a financial institution is going to pull, which is called a financial FICO score. Now, the consumer credit score is looking at your credit history as a whole for as long as you've had credit, the first credit card you've had, your utilization, all of the things that we go over in our shows. It's going to look at everything from A to Z, and hence it's the reason why it's the highest score out of the three that we're talking about. But when you go to a bank or a financial institution, the biggest things that they're looking at is your credit to debt ratio, your longevity of credit, and how you position your cash position from your revolving credit history. So friends, if you don't know much about that, go back to our show and listen about debt and your FICO score. Really important to understand. And then that third one is the auto FICO score. And that's loosely based on the amount of automobiles that you've purchased over the life of your credit. So talking about credit being an investment tool. So if you've had an auto loan and you've done really well with that auto loan, chances are the next time you go to buy a car, your auto FICO score is going to be 750 to 800. But let's take the other scenario. Let's say that you had a repossession or you made a couple of late payments on your previous automobile. Eh, Well, then when you go to the car dealership, your auto score is not going to be too shabby. Okay, it's probably, well, shabby is not really the right word, right? It's not going to be very good. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) It's probably going to be a little bit lower because you only had one car that you invested in. And unfortunately, you had a couple of boo-boos in that particular loan. So auto FICO scores, looking at the amount of automobiles that you've purchased over the life of your credit and how you have treated those loans. So again, going back to our topic, Credit is an investment tool. So when you have good credit history with an auto bank and then you go and let's say you're going to upgrade, you want to get a better car, you're going to get a better interest rate. And a lot of these car dealerships are giving 0% interest rate, by the way. If you have really good credit, you can have access to a lot of different things that other people that don't have really good credit or have subpar credit don't have access to. When you have a high FICO score, you can intend on saving thousands of dollars. I can tell you that I have had clients that have come to me, their FICO scores were in the 500s. We were able to get them into the 700s before they embarked on investing in that property. And the difference was absolutely astronomical. What I'm talking about is a single point of interest on a million dollar property could be over $327,000 worth of savings over a 30-year period. Now, I don't know about you. I'm raising my hand and saying I could do a lot with $327,000. I don't want to give it to the bank. So this is why credit is so important in the U.S. I have clients that come to me all the time that come from different countries, and they always say, you know, I at first I thought this system really sucked. I really didn't like it because the European system is so different. If you don't have the money, you can't buy it. But I've learned that as long as you understand how to use your credit as a tool, man, you can do a lot in the U.S. And friends, I'm telling you, there is so much that you can do when you have a really good FICO score. So invest in yourself. Make sure that you understand that your credit is an investment tool. Understand the different facets of credit, how you can build credit, how you can monitor credit, monetize credit, 
So what's another really important thing to know and understand about credit being an investment tool is teaching your children and your grandchildren. Oh, I can tell you that this is one of the things that we do not take the time to teach our children. You know, they teach kids so much in school, but so much stuff that they really honestly and any teachers out there, I'm so sorry, but it's just the truth. They teach a lot of stuff that doesn't matter, that you're not going to take into life. But what is the thing that you are going to take into life is understanding how to balance a checkbook, understanding what a FICO score is, understanding that it's important not to just keep clicking the app. Oh my gosh, have a total story about that, okay? I just wanted to live in the millennial world for a moment and I got an app to a certain coffee store. Love this coffee store so much. Had the app. You can just upload, put money on it anytime you want, order your coffee. You just go fly right into the coffee shop, pick up your coffee. It's just seamless. So my bookkeeper comes into me one day and says, excuse me, who is spending $300 on coffee in one month? And I had to put my head down like, that was me. But it's so easy with these apps out there, click, 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 click. You know, all these different cash apps and all of these different things that kids use nowadays, out of sight, out of mind, and then at the end of it, they're broke. So friends, it's really important that we teach our children, we teach our grandchildren the value of credit, the value of money, understanding that there is a real checking system, understanding how to balance ratios. I mean, all of our children take math classes in school, so let's put it to use, all right? So credit is an investment tool to our children too. What's the last thing you wanna do when your child goes to college? Do you want to have to support everything that they want to do? Absolutely not. We want to teach them to be independent. Of course, a lot of us want to take care of our children because they're doing something noble and they're going to school. But at the same time, the last thing you want to do is have to co-sign for your son or daughter to get an apartment, co-sign for them to get a car. But if you think about it ahead of time and you sit down with your children and say, okay, you're 16 years old, it's time to learn about money. It's time to have a checking account. It's time to have a credit card. And I'm going to monitor everything that you do and walk alongside of you and help you understand that your credit is an investment tool so that when you graduate college and you're ready to buy your first house, it'll be easy peasy, lemon squeezy. So really important to teach our children all about that. One of the ways to help our children start on the journey of building their credit can be utilizing your credit. So what you can do is add your son or daughter or you know friend or brother or sister, if you're helping them rebuild their credit, you can add them as an authorized user on one of your credit cards that you've had for a really long time. So let me give you an example. My son was going to college and of course, you know, me being the credit queen, you can't speak this stuff if you're not doing it. So I sat, I had the conversation with my son when he was 16 and said, look, homie, you got to get this stuff straight. You got to understand that credit is an investment tool. You got to understand how to use money. We went to the bank and, you know, made it a, so, a, a whole social media experience because, you know, that's how these kids are nowadays. No, no pun intended to all you, you wonderful uh, millennials out there because I love you and I want to teach you. 
and I want you to come to the show and learn more and tell your friends all about me. Anyways, so back to what I'm saying is that you can add your son or daughter or whoever as an authorized user to your credit card so that the credit card that you've had for 10 years, now you add them as an authorized user and it appears as though they've had the credit card for 10 years. The great thing is, is that they never have to have the credit card. They never have to use it. They have no fiduciary responsibility to the credit card, meaning fiduciary responsibility means that any uh, use of the credit card, they would not have to pay and you can take them off at any time. But what is this? This is like a stepping stool so that you can help your children have better credit and they can start building it on their own. So once you add them as an authorized user, then you want to get them their own credit card and then you want to get that second credit card. But let's really, really understand that having a lot of credit cards is not a good thing because you can get into debt. And hence, this is the reason why you have to have the sit down conversation with your children when they're 16 and say, hey. Just because you have a $10,000 credit card doesn't mean you have $10,000 in the bank. You have to understand leverage. And that's another show, friends. But I just wanted to give you that little tip. So that is my show for today. I hope that you learned a lot. Listen, if you have questions, you can go onto our website. We have a submission form. It's conquercredit.com. You can submit your question to me. I'd be happy to bring it on to the next show and or we can give you a call. If you have any questions, um, you can call us at 818-530-0200. And thank you for listening in.